Okay, we're in. Let's go over the Oh, pl- they have rune crab cakes. Plan, look. Just handing them out, huh? Are you trying to get us killed? Think of how much they spent to have them imported all the way from Zendikar. Good lord, how did I get stuck with you? Oh my god, these are so good. Try it. Look. Try it, eh? Whoever hired us is gonna kill us if we mess this all up. Get it? Killed. Dead. Okay, so the vault is... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Miss, I have another hors d'oeuvre. I, I thank you. The vault's upstairs, right? I think Mr. White said it was in the basement. Oh, uh-oh. Uh. Excuse me, gentlemen. You seem to have an interest in things. You should not. This way, the boss would like to have a word. Actually, we're just going to go get some of those Kavu fingers over there. I hear that it tastes that like... That wasn't a request. Like chicken. Look, we don't want any trouble. We were just leaving. Give Jetmir our regards. Yeah, we'll send you a thank you card. Punches. Ow, just let me grab a... Ow, 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 my arm. You don't have to twist it. Ah. Who sent you? Why would I tell you? Couldn't even let me sample the Kavu fingers, jerk. Quick, what was the safe word? Uh, Raging Goblin? Or was it Rabid Wombat? Yeah, 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 that's it. Rabid Wombat. Rabid Wombat. Rabid Wombat! Not the toes. Not the toes. That was my favorite. That was my favorite tooth. Wait, you have a favorite tooth? Doesn't everybody? <laughs> ah, the fingernails. Wait, wait, wait. Ah, don't put, don't put that there. Password. Mickey Weasel. Who sent you? Your associate gave us this letter. I was to bring it to you in exchange. For this? Oh, a briefcase. Are these idiots with you? Unfortunately, yes. Let's go. Magic the Gathering Proving Grounds, the only podcast that proves you don't have to hate the game, but you can hate the player, especially if that player is Azorius Control. I have with me Ben. Hey, you can also hate them if they're at your commander table and their commander deck does nothing but just keep everybody else from doing things. And also I have other Dave joining us today. Uh, You can also hate that player if that player is Ben. Hey. What? Not cool. Don't hate me. At that point, just go back to hating the game. Yeah. But I don't hate the game. I mostly just hate you. (laughs) So what have you all been up to this week? Uh, This week, I've primarily been playing Standard. I retooled my Wano white deck, and I have been playing that. That's a good uh, deck. Mostly, yeah. Uh, I added the Wandering Empress to it, along with some Ajangos, and been running pretty smooth. Yeah. That's a good card. The Wandering Emperor will single-handedly just take over the game. It's amazing how, like, when you look at that card, it doesn't seem like it should be able to do all that much. And then when you use it, you're like, oh, this is really putting in the work. I have had probably about 50% of the matches that I cast her, people concede when I cast her. (laughs) They're just like, I'm done. And also, I don't know, it seems like a lot of people don't expect her. It's like when I cast her... As an instant, on their turns, they're always like, ah, Yeah, and then they're like, my (laughs) tapped creature is now gone, and they gain two Yeah, or a lot of times you're able to just kill their creature by giving one of your creatures first strike. Yeah. And that's way more efficient if you can do it that way. Oh, yeah, because you get a plus one instead of a minus two. But then then they're constantly in fear, turns afterwards, of tapping their creature for anything, not even attack, like tapping a uh, Fable of the Mirror Breaker. You know, the backside uh, reflection of Kiki-Jiki or whatever. To copy something, as soon as that happens, like, nope, it's dead. Yeah, she puts in work, that's for sure. Uh, The big matchup that I'm I'm still struggling with, which I'm sure a lot of people are struggling with, is Jund. Uh, The mid-range? Okay, with the chariots? Yeah, the chariots. I was surprised Chariot didn't get banned months ago. It that card is also really concerning. It is especially concerning in Pioneer with the Winota deck. 
it's kind of. I, I mean, I know the Obnixilis Chariot is, is fun in paper, but I felt, I felt like Chariot was a little too much for a while. You see it in every tournament and all of the top decks. And if you're playing green at this point, to not play it seems kind of wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, it's it, too much. But. Yeah, in this particular deck. Uh, did crop up around the release of Obnixilis. Uh, so it's it, this looks like a Rakdos build from before that then they added the Obnixilis and the Chariot in the Ren and Sevens. I, I, there's probably easy ways to deal with it, and I just haven't. I need to adapt my sideboard as well, because so far I've only changed my main deck. Yeah, Artifact Hate. Stuff. The Artifact Hate or Planeswalker Hate or something. Got some strangles in there. I heard that was a card. It is a good card, actually. <laughs> Three damage is uh, is important in standard and pioneer to be able to do. Does, does portable hole say non-token? No. So you could hit the Obnexilis token with a portable hole. Correct. Maybe that's the way to go. Then they don't have a token to duplicate with the chariot. Yep. Yeah. Um. So, anyways. I haven't been doing a lot of uh, gaming this week here and there. Pick up in a game. I did draft a um, decent. Well, remains to be seen if it's decent or not, but I, I'm feeling strong about it. Broker's deck. So I did that. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. The, the best of three. And, you know, it's hard to do a uh, best of three match while you're in the bathroom. So <laughs> it's a long poop. Yeah. I got time for that. So. Hopefully, I'm going to sit down tomorrow and get that event worked out. Basically, all I've been doing. Anyways, moving on to news. Oh, were uh, you going to ask me about what I wanted to do? What I, was oh, going I to thought do? you already went because you no, were I running didn't. your mouth about See, I just I didn't think you already went. I just didn't care. <laughs> yeah, so um, I I played some uh, Pioneer against myself on my kitchen and table. Again? You yep. got to bring Pioneer up in this podcast? So uh, after playtesting this Winota deck, and go home. After playtesting this Winota deck, I actually am of the opinion that maybe it's a little broken. But as you can see by our uh, first news announcement in a second, they're kind of watching it too. So we can move on to news. How broken is it? Broke enough to be banned in historic and in. I think Explorer? just. I think just explore. I think it's okay in Historic, right? Yeah, it's banned in Historic, according to Scryfall. Yeah. Is it? banned. Yeah. Okay, so Winota, Joiner of Forces, got the ban hammer on the Explorer and Historic. Deservedly so. There, There's a couple problems with Winota. I think the card is a bit over-designed. I'm not sure. Some of the stipulations that they put on the card to make it not broken actually ended up making it broken. So Winota Joiner for Forces reads, Legendary creature, human warrior, 4-4, four, four, whenever a non-human creature you control attacks, look at the top six cards of your library. You may put a human creature card from among them onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. It gains indestructible until end of turn. Put the rest of your cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. So I think that what happened with this card is they decided, okay, this is a monster set. We're going to do this flavorful thing where whenever a non-human attacks, then you get a human. And that was the flavor that they decided on. And also it made it so that you can't just stack your decks with humans and only humans. What it does, if it was whenever a human attacked and then you got a human, that'd be kind of broke because you'd always be getting something. So they tried to balance it a little bit that way. Uh, and then they printed a card called Trelevar's Huntmaster. That, uh, it's a 6-6 six, six when it comes into play. It makes two wolf tokens. So unfortunately, um, the way this deck is constructed is whenever you, you just attack with an elf or a cat off the chariot or even a goblin from your Fable of the Mirror Breaker... And it doesn't matter if that thing dies or lives because you're going to grab six cards off the top, pick one of them that's a human, which is probably going to be a Trollifar's Huntsmaster, and it's going to be tapped and attacking. So they were going to get hit with a 2-2 on turn four or three, and now they're getting hit with a 6-6. And then on top of that, 
it makes two wolves that can then attack next turn and do the same thing again. Right, so I understand I, that, but I don't... You, you you said you felt like the stipulation made it broken, but without the stipulation, it's more broken. What I mean is I think that they, they decided to do the flavorful monster thing for the set as a way to make it not so broken, but then... It actually ended up. They printed Troll of Our Huntmaster because, like, normally humans aren't that super powered, but the Huntmaster is a six six. Um, I, the, I mean, you can always find an overpowered human to throw in there. I mean, before it was the Huntmaster, it was the Agent of Treachery. That's just because there's like a billion humans. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a billion human cards. I, I promise you, you can find an overpowered one for one out to put on the field. Right, and but if you were only, if it was whenever a human creature attacks, you get a human creature then you stack your deck with all humans but this is a downside because sometimes you don't hit a human sometimes you get all your elves and then you don't get anything but when you hit that huntsmaster or or a brutal cathar at that point is the problem with the renota deck renota or the huntmaster in your opinion it's been been the whole time yeah because if it wasn't the Huntsmaster, it'd be the Brutal Cathar or the Elite Spellbinder or the... Oh, Because Agent of Treachery is not banned in Pioneer, right? I don't think so. Yeah, so it would just be Agent of Treachery or any other I'm human. Look. I'm looking it up. It lets you... It's a human that when it comes into play, you gain control of an opponent's permanent. It's banned in Historic, but not... Pioneer. Yeah, I knew it was banned in Historic, but I did not think they'd banned it in Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he costs seven, but you're not paying for that. You're yeah, it doesn't, getting doesn't it matter free. if you're not paying it. Um, so there's a couple things like this. Like I can't believe I'm saying this as a non-fan of Alchemy, but there are a couple things that they can do to Winota to make her uh, better in Historic, at least, by Alchemy balancing in her. Move, move the 2-4-4. Two, four, four, down to 2-2 two, two, so that she can be shocked because there's like removal spells that do four points of damage is are almost non-existent there's like one uh yeah, well, maybe well, two uh, and i don't think that's going to be the only answer though. well the other thing that they need to do is instead of six cards they should move it down to three and then i think that it would be less broke is less broke good enough i don't know i don't know because it's just that pet card so, is powerful. No, it is. My argument here is you don't need to attack with her anyway. Her toughness is largely irrelevant. No, <laughs> you you don't you don't attack with Winota. She just sits there. Yeah, and so yeah, you, she can be shocked or or whatnot. But also, how much in Pioneer is removal based on shock damage? Uh, a lot. I would say, because there's not a, a lot of instants that do four damage or even three, because Lightning Bolt's not legal. I mean, most I of them are that, two. But, but I would assume most. I haven't looked at Pioneer in a long time. Oh, you're talking but about I removal was, in general. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume that for a large part of your removal is not damage based. No, I mean, if you're in red, it is. But if you're in black, it's, you know, destroyed target creature. Yeah, if you're in if white, you're in it's white, destroyed yeah. target tapped creature, which Winona never does. Or exile. Or exile, yeah. Or they have exiles, exile. yeah. Or fables or, or whatever you need. And they have to be instant speed because as soon as you lay Winona down, you can attack and then you can trigger her. Yeah. No, you it's not like you... Best, best way to deal with her, but obviously if you're not in blue, that's not an option. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where if it was whenever a Winota attacks, it'd be a different story. I, I don't think she would be bannable at that point because then it gives you a turn to deal with her. But as soon as she hits well, the, the ground, move to combat, she swing. She wouldn't be playable if it was whenever Winota attacks. Yeah, that's probably true. The risk yeah. every time you used her ability. So yeah, you can only trigger her once per combat, and she she would be unplayable that way. Yeah, so. I'm, Basically, I'm honestly not sure at three cards deep she might be unplayable. Yeah, it would be less <laughs> less problematic. But yes, it would it'd be crazy. Um, still, probably. I'm not sure. But that's just my alchemy balance ideas, I guess. But they're probably not going to. They're probably just going to ban her out. They might have tested all that and decided she's still broken, and that's why they banned her. 
Uh, and I, historic. I mean, they will probably try to come up with an alchemy answer. I just don't know what it is because, I, I yeah. mean, my idea was either it can only trigger once per combat so that even if you make four cats, you can only get one creature out of it. Makes it a little bit more manageable. Well, it, or, do, it does only trigger once. It triggers for every non-human creature. You attack with two cats, you get two humans. Oh, I guess I only played it in paper. I must have been doing it wrong. You were playing it suboptimally, and you still think it's broke. How broke is this card? <laughs> does, does it I, do it? Yes. No, I played the deck in Arena when before she got banned. Oh, okay. I, I played Puppy Blade. Well, we can and, cut. We can cut that part where I look stupid out. Um, no, um, I, I think we should keep it. <laughs> um, every non-human that attacks gets a human. So if it only triggered once per combat, I think that makes it a little bit more manageable. Or you make it so that it can only bring something out, converted mana cost, less than or equal to the attacking creature. Oh, yeah. That, kind of, that way you're not cheating out big seven mana drops. Yeah. Um, but that also that makes her, I think, all unplayable because a lot of the creatures that that deck uses are token creatures. Uh, it could do power and toughness. I don't know. There might be an answer somewhere. But for now, she's banned in uh, Explorer. I think the reason why they banned her in Explorer and not Pioneer overall is basically not all of the Pioneer cards are on Explorer. And that deck is pretty much all there right now, whereas some of the other decks are using non-optimal cards because they just aren't available on Arena. So it's even more... <laughs> of a problem right now but i do expect that she'll get banned in pioneer before the pro tour i would i would guess should we write this down is that a prediction from uh, oh yeah it's definitely a prediction just because it's we definitely need a prediction board Ooh, that's a good idea all right mm. putting it on my to-do board make a prediction board okay so also uh, tabalt's trickery was banned just to throw that out there too yeah See, this is one that I am not as sold on, but maybe that's just because what I play in Historic and Explorer is Control, and so like I, that deck concedes against me more than I have ever had to worry about it. Because yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think that deck is, is just if I don't do the thing, then I'm just gonna quit. Yeah, because like because I'm in blue when I play in you know, Explorer. Like, I, I'm always in a position to counter it. And, yeah. like, the moment I counter it, they just concede. And so it's, it's, the easiest, it's the easiest wins that I could ever collect. <laughs> yeah. So Tabalt's Trickery is one in a red instant counter target spell, which is weird for red. But it does this red thing where you can choose one, two, or you choose one, two, or three at random. Its controller mills that many cards, then exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card with a different name than that spell. They may cast the card without paying its mana cast. Then they put the exiled cards on the bottom of their library in a random order. Isn't the thing with Tabalt's Trickery is that you counter your own spell? That is correct, yes. You you drop something for zero, you counter it, and then you cheat out something huge. Big and you, you cheat out a Tibalt or a Emergence or something along those lines. Um, but it's also kind of... Like, even when it goes off, sometimes it can become suboptimal for them. Because, like, there have been times even when I was playing that maybe I didn't have the counter spell. Maybe I didn't have the early counter spell, you know. And so they're able to go and get their Tibalt out for free. And I'm just like, all right, uh, bounce Tibalt, and you're never going to cast him from your hand. Like, Right. Yeah, and I think, I, I think their reasoning for banning Tabalt's trickery was more or less that it just makes the play pattern not fun. No, I get that. Because it's super glass cannony. Either you win on that first Tibalt or you lose. And it's kind of decided the whole match is decided basically on turn two. Yeah, it has the potential to ruin best for what best of one matches. <laughs> like guy spends thirty seconds, gets to ball trickery, doesn't work, quits game. Yeah. And the other way around, it works, and the other person doesn't have answers, and they quit the game. Right. Like, it's literally everything is decided on turn two when you cast Tibalt's Trickery. So, uh, I think we're going to move on from this one, just to do some housekeeping nonsense. At the time of recording, both these cards are banned. 
you did not notice in-game notification because there was no in-game notification. But if you had crafted them before the 12th, when it was banned, you were given, supposedly. The plan was to give out wildcard reimbursements, but also you were not made aware of that when you logged in after the banning. That's weird. Because I think when they banned Teferi, I got notified when I logged in. Yeah. Even though it was like months after. Every other banning, you've gotten a notification. There is something, something, something coding issue due to spur of the moment decision. Anyways, so that's done. Enjoy your wild cards if you got them. Um, Enjoy them if you've got them and didn't realize it. Let's just do some quick news beats right here. Uh, The organized play is starting up. We'll have a link if you don't remember us talking about it from last episode. It's just a list of when things are happening. I don't really feel like we need to go over all the specifics unless you guys want to. No, just to point out that it's May 21st uh, sealed and then May 27th, best of three. So the next Mm -hmm. two weekends you're looking at some stuff. So log into Arena and check it out. Yep. Uh, 21st is best of one. 27th is best of three. So, and then there's a qualifier at the end of the month. Anyways, so we hyped the hype stream last show. So I think it's only fair to deliver on the hype that was hyped. Did they deliver on the hype? Oh, man. I think so. I mean, I'm not a Warhammer fan, so I don't feel the hype. But I mean, if you're a Warhammer fan, they gave you a lot of stuff and they moved on to some other sets but let's uh go ahead and get the warhammer stuff out of the way and then we'll move on to some other maybe so, interesting things so the warhammer announcement wasn't an actual set it was just some reconstructed commander decks and some secret layer drops oh right on the stream they did some spoilers uh they talked about the the pre-cons what you're getting these things might mean something to Warhammer players, so I'll just go over the names of the, the pre-cons and tell you what color combos they are. And then, you know, if you know anything about it, chime in about why this is cool or why it's not cool or whatever. So we have in solid black, uh, Necron Dynasties. In white, blue, black, we have Forces of the Imperium. In red, blue, green, we have the Trinid Swarm. Tyranid. Tyranid. Look. I don't know it either. I'm just guessing. Tyranid is correct. I don't know how to read. I've just memorized a lot of words. Never seen that word before. Tyranid. Good. Great. It's in Didn't want to get hate mail. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then uh, Runus Powers is blue, black, and red. So you seem to know a little bit about the the Warhammer there, other Dave. Uh, I don't know anything about it. Except for how to say Tyranid. Yeah. I, we sell them at the comic book store, and uh, when people ask me about them, I am usually just confused. I'm sure so, this set is a lot of flavor for the Warhammer u- universe. They did a good job uh, representing Dungeons & Dragons with the D&D uh, set. So this is probably good for yes. people of... 40k fans i i did want to say that the like they have this new mechanic called squad whereas an additional cost to cash the creature spell you may pay two any number of times and then this creature enters the battlefield create that many tokens that are copies of it i think that's cool i think that's cool and flavorful mm, flavor would this be a lickable card full of the flavors i don't know it looks like there's too much metal on there metal just tastes like not good you don't like the, the taste of copper no. Anyways. Okay, so let's go over the dates and then we'll talk about some card spoilers, I guess. Previewer begins the 26th. Secret layer drop the 26th of July. The secret layer drops are going to be popping between August 12th and August 22nd. Worldwide release is August 12th. And then the weekend event uh, launch is the 12th through the 14th. So that's your deal. Go to your local game store. And uh, have some fun doing uh, some 4K stuff. Yeah, 40K so what- stuff. Our questions from last week were answered. The name of the uh, individual who looked like he was desperately trying not to wrap his pants is 
Just go ahead and take that there, uh, Benoit. Talk about this uh, pretty sick card. Abaddon the Despoiler. Despoiler? He didn't spoil his his pants, that's for sure. Uh, he has two blue, black, red legendary creature, Astartes Warrior, 5-5. Five, five. Trample, Mark of Chaos Ascendant. It's a named ability, flavor for the set. During your turn, spells you cast from your hand with mana value X or less have Cascade, where X is the total amount of life your opponents have lost this turn. That's hard to wrap your brain around. It's a lot of words. Should be pointed out that this is the commander of the Ruinous Powers. Got it. So. so the reason I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this is traditionally with Cascade, you want to go lower and not have anything in your deck to make sure you hit the spell you want with the Cascade. But this is saying if you do eight damage to your opponents, then you cascade, cast a spell. Then you reveal... From the top of your deck, cards until you get one with eight or less converted mana cost, and then you play it for free. The next spell is what you're going to get. It's not like in the, the the cheat decks in Modern where all of your things you want to cascade into are three or less, so you just don't put zero, three or less cards in and only suspend cards with no mana cost, so you ensure you get that one. But in this Commander deck, you are trying to just get the next card, I guess. I don't know. Mm. So basically, you're you're getting an extra draw off of an extra spell yeah. off of every card you cast. Yeah, it's definitely giving you card advantage. And if you hit something, like you can build your deck around. I don't know what the rest of this precon has in it, but you can build your deck around it and get some pretty cool effects. What do you think, Dave? Uh, other Dave? Good card? Bad card? Thumbs up, thumbs down? I mean, Cascade is a very powerful mechanic, so... Anytime you can use Cascade, you're winning. So I, I'm going to say, yes, good card. Awesome. Okay, now here's the card that people would not stop talking about. And also the card that finally made me realize what the blood for the blood god thing was from that you see on the internet all the time. Oh, yeah, 40K. Yeah, apparently. So uh, blood for the blood god. Why don't you read that card, Other Dave? Uh, Blood for the Blood God is eight colorless, two black, and a red. It is an instant spell cost. One less to cast for each creature that died this turn. You can discard your hand, then draw eight cards. And Blood for the Blood God deals eight damage to each opponent. Exile Blood for the Blood God. Is there something flavorful about the number eight with the Blood God? Uh, I would assume everything's eight. Um, so what's I, I will say what's what I find fascinating about this card is you have to exile it if you cast it, but you could still find a way to discard it and cheat it out of your graveyard. Oh yeah. So if yeah, you cheat I, it I, out of your graveyard you won't be casting it, so you don't have to exile it, is that what you're saying? No, you would have to exile it when it resolved. Okay. But like the the idea of, of making these spells exile when you resolve just so that people can't play them out of their graveyard for free. But since this can still go to your graveyard through other methods, which is not that hard. Like milling. You could, yeah, you, you could play blue, red, black and play Faithless Looting and Torrential Gearhulk. That's all you would need to play it out of your graveyard. Yeah, shoot, free. you could just uh, connive and dump it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I don't think we're going to read the flavor text on this one because everybody does it. And we'll just move on. <laughs> Vanguard Suppressor. Three and a blue. Creature Astarte's Warrior. It's a 3-2. It has Squad 2, which I was highlighting previously. Uh, you can pay two any number of times and make that many tokens that are copies of this card, which I think is cool. Uh, it has Flying, Suppressing Fire. Whenever Vanguard Suppressor deals di combat damage to a player, draw a card. So turn turn 10, you have mana, you make three copies of this. Now you have four creatures that whenever they deal combat damage to a player, draw a card. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Seems cool. Again, in Commander, keep in mind, this is Commander stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the power level we're talking here. I think it's good. I think it's fun. Yeah. And they reprinted like Fabricate. I would say Fabricate's a nice reprint. Mm, you like the you like the art on that there, Fabricate? I don't know what's going on here. Uh, 
They got a tube sticking into a, a prego belly. I'm pretty sure that is a pregnant Phyrexian. That's what it looks like to me. Well, whatever the equivalent of a pregnant Phyrexian would be in 40K. Yeah. I don't know. I guess the inclusion of Fabricate will uh, bring us to at least mention that the uh, magic card reprints will be given new art to uh, fit in with the, the 40K universe. So that's about all, all the energy I can muster for Warhammer. I don't know. They got a lot of energy, man. People who play 40K, they're all about it. Yeah. I, yeah. They, they got to build their own places to play. They paint all day long. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Mo- ma- major props to them. Major props yeah. to them. Because I couldn't I, <laughs> paint that small for that many hours. Oof. Certainly. I, however, can't talk about Double Masters for a while, which is the next thing we're going to cover. So uh, let's just uh, go ahead and move on to that. I guess we'll start with a rundown of the dates. Uh, let's get that stuff out of the way right quick, and then we will can talk about some spoilers and, and whatnot. But... Spoiler season begins on June 16th, so I hope you guys are ready for that. It will conclude on the 24th, and then the uh, premium event, the WPN Premium Preview event, will start on uh, July 1st and run through the 7th. And the worldwide release will be on the 8th. So, you guys ready to talk about spoilers? Yeah. If you have cards that you think might be pre-printed, it might be a good idea to sell them before that June 16th date. Because after that, your cards probably go down. I should I should move off of all my frog mines. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're going to be not 17 cents anymore. They'll go to eight. Oh, man. That's that's where my life savings is. All my frog mines. <laughs> uh, as I think we, we discussed this last episode, but there's two rare slots. So we were right there. Yeah, but you know what I was wrong about? This is a draftable format. Yeah. They are draftable packs. I, I did. You, I With two rares, man, it throws me off. That's an interesting sounding draft, though. It's an expensive sounding draft is what it is. You could draft with collector's packs. I'm pretty sure they came out and said they were $54 a piece. $50 draft. No, thanks. I'll keep my cards. Who rich for my blood, homies? Anyways, did you know they were announcing Ren and Six when you predicted this last week? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, they had already previously okay. said it. Oh, okay. Well, Ren and Six got some nice, uh, nice new art, I guess. In borderless treatments, how much was this card? Uh, uh, it was at one point. It was one hundred and fifteen dollars. It's about one hundred now. It, it did dip once they uh, announced that they were reprinting it. That's nice. Uh, Kozilek, Butcher of Truth, with back. The twelve twelve, yep, twelve twelve for ten. Annihilator four. It's a good card, is it? Yes. When you cast it, I know it costs ten, but when you cast it, you draw four cards. When you attack, the defending player must sacrifice four permanents, and it stops mill. Yeah, when it's put into you... a graveyard, it gets shuffled back into the library with the with the graveyard. So it basically shuts down mill. Just Ooh. having one in your deck. Yeah, there are very few circumstances where you cast it and you don't win the game. But it costs 10. Yeah, Tron. With Tron, yeah. that's only four lands. Yep. Yep. I was going to say, this is this is the finisher in Tron, I would imagine. Yeah, the, any of the Aldrazi. There's an Aldrazi Tron deck that... I'd say they actually don't use this particular Kozelic, but... They, they don't. They usually use uh, Emrakul or the other uh, one. The... The one that mills 20 cards when it comes into yeah. play or whatever. Yeah. There's a better Kozilek? Yeah, there's two of them, I believe. Oh. Yes, there are two of them. Nice. And then we also have uh, Liliana, The Last Hope. Tell me, uh, Ben, since you're the uh, the card finance guy, apparently. Are people looking forward to getting this one, uh, this one reprinted? N- not as much as they were looking for the other Liliana. Of which the Veil? Is of the Veil, yes. Not what everybody wanted. They got the got the Liliana they deserved, not the one they wanted. The, yeah. If if you've been bad on the naughty list, then this is the Liliana you get. Everybody's been bad this year. No veil for you. Okay, so um So what it what does it mean two by two release promos? 
Oh, those are the promo cards. That's the set name. That's the set three digit. Oh, double masters no, two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 22. Two by. Okay. Two X double two by, is the code. You know. Yeah. By two. So double. And then it's the second one. Two. So. You used to have to like travel to the pre-release events. And like they weren't. It wasn't like at every local store. And, like, back then, you know, those promo cards were almost always worth something just because people around you couldn't go get them. But now those promo cards are so widely spread and every store gets so many of them. That yeah, they're they're about the same cost as other cards that or the non-promo version of the cards. They, they're worth about the same nowadays. Yeah. I did think it was neat that it says that every rare in Mythic comes with an foil etched version of the card. So I think yeah, that's yeah. cool because since they started the foil edge thing, it was like only a handful of cards from the set got the treatment. Double Masters, kind of some of the controversy uh, surrounding it that I've noticed on the interwebs is that the uh, collectors they're given now they're doing the collectors packs for these. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're selling booster boxes. Uh, how many cards do you think? How many packs of uh, oh, collector I know boosters the already? come in this collector's box of booster pack 12 that's your that's your that's your final answer that's usually about what it is give him the cost and see if he still thinks it's 12 okay 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 what is it like 250 dollars? i believe so yeah i'd probably say 12 still what's the correct answer other dave four four what okay yes. So what kind of cards are you looking at in here? Are you like in foil etched guaranteed two slots in the in the rares, two two foil etched cards and like four mythics? Like what what are you what's the breakdown looking like? Uh I think it's the standard breakdown of a standard collector pack. So each double masters twenty twenty two collector's booster pack contains fifteen cards, one traditional foil double sided token with a combination of four cards of rare or higher, two or six uncommons, five or nine commons, and every pack contains 10 to 11 traditional foil cards and one rare or mythic rare foil etched card. Okay, that's actually probably about the right balance. It just seems like that's a lot of money. So at least four rares and one rare or mythic rare foil etched. So what you're saying is the price of these cards will not go down. Like in the secondhand market, because the packs are so expensive. So you're. Okay I suspect with- that the cost of cards, the non, you know, foil etched and showcase artwork and stuff like that, will go down. But that the cost of these higher end, cooler looking cards is going to go way up. Oh yeah, for sure. So just so that I'm getting your vibes right, Ben, uh-huh. you're you think that the 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 four packs. And the booster box is fair for what you get in each No. Pack. Okay. No. No, when okay. I said that's about the standard, that's a negative for being that okay. much. Uh, okay. But to be fair, I mean, look, Kozilek's like, what, a $60 card? Renin 6 is a $100 card. The other one's not so much. I um, mean, they are right now. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, I, at that value, you might as well just buy your four Renin 6s. At a hundred dollars a piece, because you're not yeah. going to get four in those four packs. So, so, so while the the value of Renin Six may go down, also, how much do you think a foil etched Renin Six goes for? Hundreds, like two, three hundred, probably in that so range. Over two hundred collectors boosters feel incredibly like Vegas gambling odds. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, see, I opened a Kamigawa collector booster and got the Waifu Wandering Emperor foil etched, and I turned around and sold that for $200. Yeah. Because that's what I was going for, and it's been up, went up since then. So the foil etched ones will definitely go up in price, but you're going to be wheeling and dealing, you know. It's going to be spinning a wheel. What was the cost of uh, foil etched Waifu compared to regular... Wafu. Um, back then, regular Wafu was like $76, that version, and the regular card was like $12. Yeah. 
It's it, the Wandering Ippers since went up uh, the the regular card, but back when I sold it, those were about the prices. It was right after so Kamigawa the, was the released. Foil etched was like five times more valuable than the standard card. Uh, more than that, but yeah, yeah, I was I was going towards the low end since. Yeah, we'll say we'll That's say hard. it'll probably be around five times that between five th- and ten times. The value I, I do card. think the Wandering Emperor might be a edge case because she is the waifu version, and guys just want that art for some reason. Yeah. Um, whereas Ren and Six maybe not so much. Uh, uh, people are going to want that art too. Fair. People want everything. Uh, yeah, I, I say that the foil edge is probably going to go for like five hundred. We gonna write predictions down on this then. Other Dave's got five hundred. I'll say three hundred. We're, t- we're what are we saying? Timeline two weeks after release. Oh, hold on, hold on. I gotta know the rules here. Is this uh, is this prices right rules? Closest without <laughs> going over or? I think it should be prices right rules. Sure, that's the easiest way. So you're gonna bet three hundred one then? See, that's the smart play. <laughs> uh, I'm going to to wager w- one dollar. <laughs> one dollar no i'm I'm gonna even with the price is right rules i guess i went first so i'm at 500 i'm not gonna go back on my yeah i'll go 300 much. still and but and you I'm might be right go, with 500 i'm gonna go one dollar <laughs> okay good so we have our our we're covering the our tiers there um and we'll just say two weeks two weeks out like two weeks, two weeks after release, yeah. So we'll it releases. I don't. Did we? We went over this already, right? Yeah. Did we? Mm-hmm. It releases on the eighth, so of July. So we're going to be checking prices on the twenty second. Sounds good to me. Sound good. All right. Write this down so we don't forget. Yeah, we'll calendar. we'll just do it as of showtime on the twenty sixth. Well, as of recording on the twenty sixth, we'll look it up. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Is that all? We'll just look it up on, uh, put that in the notes. Okay. So that's our predictions. Uh, I think we can move on to uh, the next thing. This is the one that I'm kind of uh, more stoked about, to be perfectly yeah. honest. The Dominaria United will be releasing on the 9th with uh, pre release events the 2nd through the 8th, and this is September. Cool things to note about this this is a standard set. And it will be the starting point of a multi-set story arc that should be pretty awesome, according to the people who want us to buy the stuff. Hey, Dominary's my favorite plane, so... Excluding uh, Kamigawa, I'll go with that, too. I really like Kamigawa. I don't know if I like Kamigawa because Kamigawa's awesome or because when original Kamigawa was out, I ordered, like, five booster packs of Kamigawa, (laughs) Betrayers of Kamigawa off the internet and then somebody messed up and sent me five booster boxes yeah best day of my life yeah so but, naturally you like that because you had so many of them cards yeah it was good good times good memories very fond memories but dominaria like i said excluding kamigawa probably the best plane on yeah. uh in the multiverse for me it's where they've spent the most time with their story yeah. So it's where the story is taking place the most time, but I think I still think the most interesting place is Ravnica. Oh, that's like way low on my totem pool. Mm. That, I, that Ravnica I, made me quit magic. <laughs> oh, damn, dude. I wouldn't have pegged you for a uh, Rav head, uh, other Dave. It's good to know. I, I, I just, I think, I'm not saying that like it's my favorite era to have played magic in. I'm saying it is the most interesting plane. It's good. I mean, build structure's great. But we're not talking about other planes. We're talking about Dominaria, so... The plane. The plane of Dominaria. That was my bad. I got a little squirreling. But let's talk about that. Not a lot of spoilers. They didn't do any cards. They just uh, they showed off some packaging. Do you guys want to talk about the packaging? I don't really want to talk about the packaging. What is a jumpstart booster? Oh yeah, we're gonna get to that. That's interesting. Oh, I thought that was the packaging that you were talking. No, about. that I, I didn't put it in the show notes because I was planning on talking about it. I was just gonna make fun of the fact that people seem hyped about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone know. who loves limited, I really feel like jumpstart is one of the worst ways to play magic. Really? Yeah, I hate it. Really? Uh huh. 
Is this the thing you were telling me earlier, Dave, where you get two packs and then you just make a deck out of those two packs? Yeah, and then you just fuse the two together. It's like, make an elf dragon deck. or That doesn't sound cool to you? I'm super lazy, so it sounds really cool to me. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like the best part of Limited they've taken out of it is deciding what cards go together. Having to make all the decisions in building a deck is tedious. They've taken the tedious part out. And yeah. just let me mix the two together. Uh, there yeah. is something to be said for you being able to just get it and go. There's no, all right, well, what's my land balance going to be? And which one of these cards is more optimal with what else I have in my deck and what plays well together and all that. You just you just grab it and go. Like, there's something to be said for that. Barrier for entry as far as skill is concerned is rather low. Yeah. I, I tried it out for a while when it was on Arena, and my first couple times playing it, I was like, all right, this is really fun, but a lot of these feel really lopsided. But I'm okay with that in a limited format. But just after, like, two or three matches of it, I was just kind of like, all right, I'm done. I got my fill, and that's all I needed. So what you're saying is you're you're not a fan? Not a fan, no. Oh, we're going to love to hear this news. Starting with Dominaria United, every single... Premiere set, that's standard sets, right? That's what that means. Sure. Is going to include a uh, Jumpstart component. They're going to have a separate product that is called Jumpstart Booster that you buy? Yeah, for the set. So So they'll have Draft Booster, Set Booster, Collector Booster, and Jumpstart Booster. Yes. Does the Jumpstart Booster, similar to how it works for, does it tell you what class you're getting into, or are you just finding out when you open it up? I assume you find out when you open it up the uh, the mock-up of the product packaging they showed uh, just says Jumpstart Booster on it. It doesn't say. I think that if you're going to do that, that's cool, but it doesn't seem like the randomness is there. It seems like it would be less random than another pack. So you uh, probably don't I want, believe- if you're trying to get like certain cards, they're probably not available. Yeah. Speaking of themes, um, they're replacing what is... Now the theme boosters that come out with each set, uh, with Jumpstart, so, yeah, with Jumpstart. So gotcha. The theme, you know, whatever it is, uh, you would be getting Jumpstart instead. Okay, that that's say, that's as, better. As much as I uh, did not enjoy the th- the format that much on Arena, I do think that in paper, buying a box of that and then going to a friend's house and just jamming matches against each other and jumpstart does sound kind of fun. Yeah, you, you do something where, like, if you lose, you got to open two more packs and make a new deck. Yeah, yes. that'd be cool. Yeah, it would be or, cool. Or you, know, you could do, like, a uh, winner keeps the rares, you know? Oh, yeah. Go, go four ways into it. Like, ante uh, up. And then each, mm. like, you just pair off and play against each other. Winner keeps rares. We used to do these four-player draft tournaments, which four-player draft is not as fun as eight, but you can still, you can do it. And then at the end of the matches, so that you didn't, the prize pool wasn't packed, at the end of the matches, you put all of the rares together. Whoever won got to pick two rares out first, second place got to pick out a rare, third place picked out a rare, fourth place picked out a rare, and then you just went around in a circle till all the rares were gone. Hmm. Sounds like fun. Because then you get the most play out of your packs. If packs aren't the prize, you can play more matches of Jumpstart or Draft or whatever it is you're playing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd definitely try this if we ever find ourselves in a similar location. So uh, the last little chunk of crap from the uh, hype stream was another tease for another hype stream. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, said, yep. In the hype streams, bro. It's just they're chaining, they're uh, comboing hype streams. Yo, I heard you like hype streams, so we put some hype stream in your hype stream. It sounds like an idea someone had when they were really high. Hey, dude, you know what would go great in your hype stream? Another hype stream. Hyping the (laughs) hype next hype stream, dog. Like, I feel like Keanu Reeves says that in Bill and Ted at some point. Yeah. So anyways, just to uh, pop this one off, it's August 18th, uh, but it's just not magic related. It's all a Watsi. So you're doing uh, Dungeons and Dragons and uh, everything Watsi does. Yeah. Hype stream. Yeah, check that out on August 18th. 
You guys like soul wings? Do I like what? Do you guys like soul rings? I oh, thought you asked me if thing. I like chicken wings. It's going to be like, uh, yeah. Who doesn't like chicken wings? Yes, okay. soul ring is cool. Soul ring. Do you guys like uh, retro frames? Yes. Meaning artifacts are brown and not silver or gray. Yeah, like vintage frames, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You old school guys would call them vintage. That's where my heart's at. Not where mine is. Do you guys like uh, new art and vintage frames? Yes. And soul rings? Yes. Well, then you might like the new soul ring promo that uh, Wizards is giving out to help a local game store. And how do I get this? Well, wait, there's more. Uh, uh, Over the pandemic, Wizards did the uh, Love Your Local Game Store promo, and they're bringing it back. So in order to get this soul ring with the vintage card frame and the current iconic art is uh, you go to your WPN local game store, you roll up, you put a $50 bill on the counter. It costs $50. No. Listen, you're, you're getting ahead of yourself. I can, I can tell you're excited about this card, and you're jumping the gun. Just listen. <laughs> okay. You put the $50 bill on the counter, and then you tell the guy behind the counter, you say, guy behind the counter, our lady, you say, I would like $50 worth of sealed product. That's booster packs. That's bundles. Pre-cons. All that sealed stuff. You say, I want $50 worth of it. And then... They're going to take your money, and then they're, they're going to immediately ask you for tax because that's how things work. And then once you complete that transaction, you get the Soul Ring promo with the vintage frame. For free? And the iconic art. Well, for the cost of $50 worth of sealed product, but you also get In the In addition product. to. Yes. Got it. You, so the card itself costs no money. You just get it for buying $50 worth like, of Sealed. If you'd like to look at it like this, and the 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 promo costs fifty dollars, but you get sealed product for free. Oh, you could look at it like that. Hmm. Interesting. If you want, I'm down. Is this available? Starting July first at a local. Your market may vary. They have to be WPN networked or whatever. I think that's like Wizards preferred stores. Premium. Um, Premium. Premium. Yeah. So it's like the people that host Friday Night Magic. So if your local game does Friday Night Magic, then they should have access to this. Don't quote me. Don't send me hate mail. They probably are keeping them for themselves. I'm going to send you hate mail anyway. You always do. Delete, 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 delete. I knew it was you. Um, Also, on the just delete my emails. (laughs) Uh, Also, on the uh, local game store front, store championships are back. Uh, You get some promos. I'm not going to go into it. If you like store championships, you know what it's about. Dude. Uh, You appreciate them. I'm I mean, just saying that full art dark confidant is sweet. Uh, so is that Archmage's, Archmage's charm. charm. Yeah. Right. And look at Teferi peeking in the background. I'm digging it. A little photo bomb from Teferi in that. Yeah. That's his staff in the picture, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I can get top eight to get that you Archmage's charm. Yeah. So but I don't think to, I can uh, do the full art dark confidant. I don't know if I can win. I detect maybe. I may not be able to win. But I can find the winner on their way out to their car afterwards. <laughs> Congratulate them on their epic achievement. And well, yeah, no. offer to buy their dark confidant, right? That's where we're going, right? Yeah. I would never do anything negative. Nice. Illegal. Okay. Violent. Nothing like that. No, no, no. Not for it's a full art dark confidant. That's what I paid the other day for. Are you the Dude, bruiser? Be, be cool, man. <laughs> Not on the air. Later. Um, so am I hearing you correctly, Ben, you're going to do a bit for the podcast, trying to win this dark confident from your local game store. Sure. Let me write it on my board of things to do that I haven't created yet. Between match audio diary where you're like, (laughs) just won my next match from the, like a war correspondent. Yeah. Live tweets. Nice. I'm old to six again. Dang. Sweet. So I guess we'll, uh, yeah. Yeah, check in with me uh, when that occurs. I yep. probably will do that. Uh, shoot, when is it? I didn't write that down. Oh, my it, God. It varies depending on game stores. That's why yeah. I didn't write it down. Check your local game store for when they're doing their thingy-mabob. My local one likely will not do this. I might have to go a couple towns over to a bigger area. So, 
tell them where they can find us, Ben, since we're wrapping this show up so I can gawk at this turtle. Do we have a challenge? I got distracted by turtles. We do have a challenge. Who initiated this challenge? Was it me? Yes. Or, I, I uh, think it was you. Yes. I, was well, you. I, we were talking about a lot of challenges, so I couldn't remember if I said it or somebody else. I guess it's it. my job to come up with the next challenge. Yeah. You'll have to come up with another Dave's challenge will be the next one. So I'm very basic. I'm a basic human being. Um, my challenge is just sealed. We're going to do uh, sealed decks, play each other with our sealed pools. So and wait, then... we go on arena, we enter a sealed draft, we build a deck, save the deck, and then play each other with it? Yeah, you can play the event too, you know, if you want. The the new Capena draft, right? Uh, yes, new Capena draft. And Excellent. then w- when um, I inevitably beat you all, I will tell you what you did wrong. And uh, you guys can fix your decks, and then we can play again. Are you trying yes, to steal my job? Because last I checked, I'm the reigning champion. He has a point. Um, I'm sorry. It says Dave and, in the show notes. And, I got confused and, about which one. Until you beat me, you don't get to give me advice on my deck. Okay. Well, you're about ready to go down because everybody Cause. knows that I am absolutely not good at this. But I am very lucky. So... <laughs> You've got a lot to contend with. Oh, I got a couple draft tokens too. I could I could go in a couple times until I get like a ball. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's against the spirit of the challenge. Dude. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'll go, I'm going to go in once. So, do you guys want to do this challenge on a Monday the 23rd at like one in the afternoon? Yeah, East Coast time. Yeah, we can have it up on Twitch. Yeah, like we did the last time. Only this time, someone won't forget to record it. I, uh-huh. I didn't forget to record it. I just had two microphones going at the same time, so it doubled my oh, voice. Okay, sorry, only this time some idiot will record it correctly. There you go. Ah. So you can find that at twitch.tv slash magicprovinggrounds, 1 p.m. on May 23rd. We will go live, and we will uh, play each other and see who comes out on top. Yep, sealed it deck will be challenge. Me again. Says you. So uh, let's wrap this show up and uh, get on the road. Where can they find us, Ben? You can send us your emails to show at magicprovinggrounds.com. You can also find us on Twitter at mpgpod. Stop. Stop. Do that uh, again. Okay. You can send you us sound, your email. What? You sound very robotic. You sound like you're trying to sound like a car salesman. Yeah. That was the point. That was the bit. Okay. <laughs> so you can send us your emails to show at magicprovinggrounds.com. And you can find us on Twitter at mpgpod. My personal Twitter is at BeNiceMPG. And Dave, you have a Twitter now. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure you knew about it since you're still not following me. What's up with that? Oops. You, you just have to you just hit follow. You see me post. You've responded to my post. And this oh, kind of drama okay. is why I'm not on the social medias. <laughs> you just got to hit. It's right next to my profile pic. It's, it's follow. All right, it's done. Okay. okay. Uh, you can find me at DaveMPG on the Twitters. Cue the music. See you next week. just had the biggest drop of the week though you see they discovered a new race of turtle no yeah does it nature had to come out and top the magic hype stream (laughs) yeah nothing like making cards is nothing compared to a brand new species yeah just evolving uh, from scratch yeah nature's got Uh, that in spades what what kind of turtle what what makes it different from other turtles i thought maybe you read an article about it man i don't know you brought it up it seems important to you yeah, well i mean turtles are important are they not well yes. yeah but not enough to read the article apparently it is in the amazon apparently oh sick amazon turtle yeah, yeah. nice um I think maybe we should save uh, Baldur's Gate spoilers for next week.
What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so, too. We'll go over that more in depth next week, probably because they'll have more as well. So Yeah, um, I guess I'll point out the only thing that that was released, because they were releasing a bunch of stuff today. This thing looks more like a tiny dinosaur than a turtle. (laughs) Still on the turtle. Like like an Ankylosaurus. That's like my favorite dinosaur. That's my favorite dinosaur. I had to do a report on it in elementary school. Google for new turtle. Okay. I I pasted a link uh, at the end of our show notes. You Dude, can find that, that is, on our show notes. That is sick as hell, man. That's the coolest turtle I've ever seen. Dude, I'm about it. He looks happy. That's rad as hell. Did you see the picture of its shell? Yeah, dude, that's yeah. awesome. How old is this thing? It's the happiest turtle I've ever seen in my entire life. 